This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. All right, well, this morning I'm talking with GCS Glass and Mirror founder Brandon Nicastro. That company is formerly known as Grand Canyon State Glass. GCS was founded in 2013 by Brandon, and they have two locations as of today, one in Phoenix and one in Denver. The website is gcsglassandmirror.com. You need to check out this website. This is a really cool website. Now, I'm not going to give away what it is, but check it out. Believe me, you'll, you'll, you'll go, wow. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate your taking time out of your busy schedule to, to just chat for a bit. No worries. It's a, it's a pleasure. So I'm guessing that you changed the name from Grand Canyon State when you expanded to Colorado. Is that right? Yeah. Well, what we decided was when we, when we kind of came up with the name Grand Canyon State Glass Design, it was... It was a cool name because we are, you know, in the Grand Canyon State. The original logo kind of incorporated the Arizona license plate with the mountains, the little skyline of the mountains and all that. But what we came to found out was every time we tried to tell someone our name, it was like Grand Canyon State Glass Design. And when we're writing stuff out, Grand Canyon State Glass Design, and it started becoming, you know, a really long name. And it was almost one of those things where I was like, man, I kind of regret making this name so long by just having to write it out all the time and, you know, trying to find your your email or your website or um, for your all that. And I was like, so what are we going to do to change this? And it became, well, we started answering our phones as Grand Canyon, GCS Glass, GCS Glass Mirror. And finally, was, I, I, I had the goal of, franchising at one point and I decided I don't really want to franchise per se anymore but when we opened up our other location in Colorado it's kind of like a franchise but not I went partners with someone out there and we decided you know we can't use Grand Canyon State Glass Design in Colorado because it's off so we kind of came up with a thing to do GCS Glass and Mirror and that was it was easier to do, it was easier for marketing, it was easier, you know, to kind of have multiple locations if we wanted to expand even more with GCS Glass over Grand Canyon State Glass Design. It's interesting when you pick a name at the beginning when you're starting up, I could totally identify with that because I picked a really long name for my business. I was like, oh man, now every time someone writes me a check, I'm like, ah, I apologize, you know, that the name of my business is so long. Right, I, I mean, in the beginning, I was getting checks, but I was surprised that bank for cash numbers, <laughs> I get checked as Grand Canyon State Glass, Grand Canyon Glass, uh, GC Glass, like all different kinds of names on these checks for us, and, you know, they would, uh, they took them with no issues, but it was just, you know, it was one of those things that, even to this day, people still, they'll introduce us as Grand Canyon Glass, and that's not our name, but, you know, I'm not going to sit there and correct someone when they're trying to introduce us as, as that, but we just... We're trying to rebrand as GCS Glass and Mirror. I think 
So 2013 wasn't that long ago. You've uh, you've experienced some explosive growth. So we what have. what do you attribute that to? Um, I'm just driven. So I've always I've always been really driven in anything I do, and I'm really competitive. So when when I left, I actually left the, in 2013. I was working for a Fortune 500 company by the name of Masco. They own they own a lot of different they're they're building envelopes. They own a lot of different companies like they own Milgard Windows, Delta Pictures and Faucets, cabinet companies, framing companies. They've owned they own lots of stuff. They own a company called Gale and when I was there, that was the last company I was at, but when I was there I I got hired on as a dollar and I worked there for about three months. They they did backpacks. It was just showers, mirrors uh, medicine cabinet, you know, and accessories and track homes, Meritage Homes, uh, Standard Pacific and all that. Well, the manager that was running it didn't have experience running the glass thing and he just, he quit after three months and I'm like, well, here we go. Like, I'm going to need to find a new job because this is the type of company that's going to just, they'll just close the doors if the division's not doing good. It's not, they're not going to try to salvage it. So I made a decision to, you know, put it on my back and run with it and I started doing all the all the drawings, getting all the ordering stuff over to the purchasing manager, doing all the measures myself, most of all the installs myself. Um, I had one helper, and I mean, we're knocking out a ton of houses. And it got to a point where I was like, look, I need I need to be promoted. I need to be a manager or supervisor or something here. And it kept coming up, look, can't pay you. We don't have any of this. And it, it just got to a point where I was like, you know, this isn't for me. I I started uh, getting getting my exit strategy going and what I wanted to do, and ended up leaving and kind of went from there. And I just a couple contractors follow me when I left, but I my buddy was one of the main sales guys there for the custom shower doors, so I didn't go after the other ones. I let them come to me. I didn't pursue them. I just didn't want to do that to him because you know that was his livelihood and. I can always get more work. So I just, I started cold calling people and trying to set up meetings with guys. And went from there, I did no advertisement in the beginning. I was, you know, getting my, it took me, I got my license right away. Well, I did all the, the stuff to get my license and it just took a while to, then to approve my license. They were just, you know, how the states are. They're just behind and getting license approved. And so, I couldn't go work for some of the bigger contractors because, you know, I'm waiting on my license. I can only do homeowner stuff and smaller things. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty much what I did was just word to mouth. I advertised through Craigslist, you know, here and there. Got a whole bunch of those crappy leads <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tried to make the best of them. And Facebook really wasn't wasn't a thing. It was, it was a thing in 2013, but it wasn't the marketplace and all the – advertisements you can do on Facebook wasn't like it is nowadays, so I didn't really utilize that tool. It was just it was mainly word to mouth and trying to drive by a, a house being framed and stop it in and trying to talk to someone or leave a card. Just trying to get my name out there as much as much as I could. And I, I mean my numbers are pretty good for the first year in business. I mean I, I came out the gate and did two, almost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in gross revenue the first year. Didn't look back, just kept just kept going. So you really started from scratch. I did. I, I literally lived with my 
me out of the bedroom. Like, they, their garage was just full of stuff, and I didn't even have a garage. I mean, I had a little side yard that I stored some glass on, but I literally just, just started from nothing. And, and to make the jump to what I did, a little, just a little backstory. I lived in California for se- about seven years in San Diego, northern San Diego, like Escondido, San Marcos area. I worked in Encinitas. I was married and I had two children, and I got divorced, and that's when I moved back to Arizona because that's where I'm from. It was one of those things when I was just with child support, and I was paying spousal support, and it was like more, almost almost half my net check was gone every every week, and I was living with my mom, and it was just it was a terrible time, and I was like, man, how am I gonna how am I gonna claw my way out of this? And when I left Yale. I was with my my wife now. She was my girlfriend, and she had a really good job. And I kind of I had it in the back of my head that you know I can I can lean on her if I had to, but I wasn't that wasn't my plan. I made a I made a little bit of money just off a few side jobs, and I left Gale before I wanted to leave Gale. I wasn't ready, but something came up when they tried to tell me. I couldn't take the Friday off after Thanksgiving because I didn't have any PTO, and it was month in, and it was month in, and I had to be there for month in because that's what all the managers had to do. And I was like, I'm not a manager though. I'm, a, I'm an installer. Like, and my ex-wife was she was being really tough with my kids. She wasn't letting me see my kids when I was supposed to, and I didn't see my kids for six months. So it was probably the longest period. And I was finally getting them for that Thanksgiving, so I was taking that Friday off. So I literally put in a week and a half notice because I couldn't, I couldn't give them the two weeks, but I gave them a week and a half. I talked to them. They, they ended up, I ended up staying around for, I think, a month longer. After that, the manager gave me my time off and kind of went from there. But I didn't, I didn't really have a savings or anything. I kind of just went out. I had, I had one contractor that I met. He ordered all his own showers and just wanted an installer to do a shower. So I ended up, that was kind of my thing that helped me get going was that, that job right there, just him kind of installing showers. It was kind of a, a little bit of a safety net. And I just looked, I was like, man, if I can just imagine how much, how much I can do if I had a, a full day's worth of work instead of trying to do something after work, I, I know I can just get out there and go after and get it done. So that's kind of what it was. It was literally starting from nothing, starting from scratch and, and going from there. Wow. So cold calls, knocking on doors. Did you even have like a glass truck? I had a pickup truck that, uh, I put a windshield rack in and I carried a lot of my, a lot of my stuff like that. I carried, I carried some, I have some pictures. I carried some big pieces of glass in that windshield rack. Like literally I'm talking like looking like a shark fin over the top of my truck. Literally piece of glass right in the center of it with a ratchet strap over the top of it to keep it from wobbling. Oh yeah. And, and, and uh, that, that's, that was it. I got window perf on the back of my, on the back of my window. Listen, I look back at it now. I'm like, man, that was, the, the way I did those designs were so cheesy. Like, it was just, I ended up building a, an 
pictures for people. You know, if they, we would do shower door work in their house or mirror work, and they'd ask us a question about a picture frame. And we use, I've always used lasers, you know, levels and lasers, but um, I use a laser a lot. So I would hang, you know, pictures for people mm-hmm. if, if they needed them too, just for extra money. And, you know, it, it worked out. Awesome. Yeah. Extra mile service, right? So now, have you always worked in the glass industry, or have you had other jobs along the way? So I've been in the glass industry for 16 years now. I started when I was 18. I moved to San Diego the first time and started working for a large company in San Diego, uh, Discount Glass and Mirror, and uh, doing commercial, making $7 an hour. Wow. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you look back and think, uh, oh, man, I kind of dodged the bullet on that one. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's pretty much it. It's been, it's been, uh, been a blazer most of my life. You know, I, I didn't get into the, I never got into the union. I looked at it, thought about it in San Diego. Arizona doesn't have a union anymore. It, it went broke and stole a whole bunch of money from the Glazers out here, and it kind of disappeared. But I just, I never... I like I like doing the custom stuff and the shower doors and just never really really went that way. So I've done I've done a lot of a lot of commercial work though with some curtain wall and just regular storefront, but I prefer the prefer the custom side of it. What's something that you're not very good at? I would say Probably bidding, bidding plans sometimes. Like I can bid the job, but I'm fine bidding the jobs, but sometimes plans are just, they're hard to read sometimes with different architects. And not necessarily mainly shower doors anymore, but if I do get in the storefront, it's just, to me, that's, 
Yeah, you know, the uh, employee stuff, regulations, taxes, that stuff just bewilders me. I struggle with that kind of stuff. On a pretty regular basis, I'll get a contractor will send me over a set of plans and say, hey, we you know bid this. And you open the plans and it's like, there's floor plans. There's no details. There's no elevations. You know, it's just like, so how am I supposed to bid this job based on just a footprint? No idea what the finishes are. No idea how big they are. I have no idea which way anything's hinging or, or anything else, you know? And I stick, you know, pretty, pretty strictly to shower doors. That's a great point too. I mean, uh, an existing customer is is easy to deal with. You know what they expect. You can you know how they're going to re- respond to to your information. But a new person, you just have no idea who they are, or what they're thinking, or what they're after, and that's tricky to navigate. That. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite part uh, of being in business? get your best ideas from? Yeah, pops up is uh is kind of off 
Yeah, well, I think that it's awesome that you're open to innovation from within your own organization, willing to listen to people's ideas, let people have a, a creative input into the company where they work. I mean, I think that really helps a boss, I, you know, retain I've people. Been, I've always been like that. I don't, I don't really want someone to work for me that is scared to talk to me or talk to my manager or any of that. I want, I have an open door policy. If you have an idea, if you have a question, I've always been the type to take it and run with it. And if it's something that's going to help out, I'm all for it. I've always told, you know, the helpers in the past or apprentices that are helping me, if, if you have an idea that you think, feel free to let me know. If you think it's going to help help us out and get better, by all means, share it because I don't have all the ideas. I don't have... I know how to I know how to install a lot of stuff and I know how to install it my way and yes I, I do feel like the way I install stuff is good but is there room for improvement there's always room for improvement with, with anybody so uh, I I love it when guys you know come up and have ideas and you know try to have an opinion on stuff and I think it's, I think it's a great it's great for the company it's a it's a great motivational thing for employees and such on. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, if you had an opportunity to uh, to give input to your previous employer, you may still be an employee somewhere. Exactly. That's kind of how I see it. You know, I, and that was my biggest thing when I started my company. I've worked for quite a few companies in the past, and my biggest takeaway from them was, I'm going to try to treat my guys the way I was never treated as an employee from other companies. I I don't want to be the company that just takes all the money and sits on a pedestal and I got these guys working for me. I, I always I always tell these guys, look, I'm, I'm equal. Like, yes, I, yes, I own the company, um, but I, I, I'm an equal. I, I'm going to treat you with respect, and I just I want to be treated with respect. And our, our slogan around here is we have it on our sleeves or our shirt. You know, we are GCS. Like, we are a company. When someone fails, it's not, we, we don't put it on that one person. We failed as a company because, obviously, if you failed, there's a reason you failed. It's either because of me or it's because of management or it's it's something else that has caused you to fail without getting you the right tools. So I, I just try to keep it at a level playing field and and do the nice things that I wish were done. If if the things were done for me a certain way when I was coming up in the industry, I might not own my own company. I might still be working for somebody. So I try to give I try to give the guys that work for me a better shot than I had to grow with the company and expand with the company. I love that. What would you say to the man or woman who's thinking about starting their own business in the glass industry today? I would say go for it. I would, you know, if you have a fear of failing, I, I mean, I think that's a good thing because you should you should fear it because that's going to keep you driven and motivated. But you just, you know, be, be on your game and just pay attention and do it the right way. Don't, I, I see so many guys do it the wrong way, undercutting, un, undercutting, and just to get a job, 
you know, working out of their house. And I get it. I work out of my house, but you got to go with the industry. You can't just undercut, be the, be a low baller to get business. It's just not the right thing to do. So if I could say anything, just, you know, go out there, be competitive. I'm not saying don't be the low guy, but be competitive and go out there and, and make your money and make a name for yourself. I, I think it's good. I think competition is good in the industry because if there wasn't competition, then your work's not going to show. Yeah, good work is worth good money, right? Yep. Have you had a solid stream of successes or have there been some bumps along the way? Oh, there's been, there's been a lot of ups and downs. It's still ups and downs. I mean, it's still to this, still to this day. I mean, just yesterday was a terrible day. Um, but I'm going through a lawsuit right now on a job. So that, you know, there's a, there's a nice down right there. It's just, it's a thing I'll learn from, but it's on the outside. You can look at the company and you can look at the Instagram page. You can look at, you know, our Facebook page or whatever. It all looks amazing. And what social media does, it makes your, you know, most people only post good stuff. They're not going to post their down, the, the bad stuff. And, you know, I would say, I would say honestly in business, I, I feel like I have a lot more bad days than I have good days, but I just make the best of them. It's like I was telling you earlier, I'm a perfectionist. So, and it's hard for me to, even if nine out of 10 jobs go right in a day, to me it's a loss because that, that last job didn't go. And that's the way I look at it. It's hard sometimes by judging it like that because, yeah, most people say that's a successful day, but to me, you know, I want I want everything to get installed because I don't want to upset customer or I strive for that perfection. So I, I think there's there's a lot of ups and downs for sure, and I would say there's more downs than there are ups. But when the ups are up, it's awesome and it's amazing, and even when the downs are down, it's still – you're still doing what you love. You're you still it's your company. You're you just gotta you gotta go through it, and it helps when I when I sit back and have those downs, and I sit back and I think of processes I can put in a place and make things better. And what can I do to help here or there? It makes me feel better, and you know it doesn't it doesn't feel as bad to have those downs when you're actually trying to work back on the business. Brandon DeCastro. GCS Glass and Mirror. Hey, thanks so much for uh, telling us a little bit of your story today. No worries. I appreciate being on here. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.